Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And on this episode, we're going to review a little movie known as The Jungle Book, as well as one of the voice actors from the film. We're going to do a top five Idris Elba movies, which we were supposed to do when we reviewed Zootopia, but we never did. So the time is now. Time has come. (laughs) So the listeners don't realize it, but... We're the only live-action parts of this podcast. The rest is CGI animated, as real as it actually looks. But uh, Yeah, amazing. It really does look good. Technology has come a long way. Especially, you know, it really blew my mind before we really get into it, is like when he put his head up against like the wolves and stuff. Like It really looked like he was against yeah. like another animal. And oh, yeah. Lots there's usually an element of physics or reality that's missed in those types of situations. But. Yeah, just watch Warcraft. Eesh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, The Jungle Book, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is the live-action CGI hybrid remake of the 1942 Disney animated classic, The Jungle Book, which was wow. based off a book. Yeah, 1942. Holds up pretty good for being It's crazy old. how well those Disney movies hold up. <laughs> yeah. Um... No relation to, like, the 2001 live-action uh, grown-up uh, version of the movie where they had uh, Liu Kang as Mowgli. Oh, yeah. I saw that in theaters. Oh, boy. I, I also got to say, this kid really does look like Mowgli. Yeah, he looks like. the part. <laughs> it's a shame he can't act a lick. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, so The Jungle Book, uh, animated movie from 1942, is one of my favorite animated movies of all time before I rewatched it. Went down a little bit, still enjoy it, but it's a good movie. And Disney's doing this thing now where they do their remakes of their animated movies to try to cash in. And, but for the most part, they've been pretty good, like Cinderella, and that's the only example I can think of off the top of my head, but. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, one of the movies I thought was stupid that we didn't draft is Beauty and the Beast. It's coming out this year. No, that's a different one. There's huh? a, that's a different Beauty and the Beast. That, really? Yeah, that's like um, that one looks good too. That's like got Leia Sudu from Blue is the Warmest Color and <coughs> excuse me, Mission Impossible, whatever. But. Uh, yeah, that's like the European version that's taking it a little more seriously. I think it's next year that the Disney version of the live-action version. Oh, really? I, I assumed it was uh, the same one because I saw another like little video about how they. It's like literally a recreation of the cartoon. Yeah, but <laughs> crazy. Yep, everyone just like. Uh, there's Jungle Book Origins coming out next year from Warner Brothers. They're always competing with each other. Well, I guess it also has to do that. I mean, I love Disney, but they're hypocrites in the fact that they made all their money off of stuff that was in the yeah. public domain. Grimm's Fairy they, Tales and stuff like that. Yeah, and then sure. they extended the public domain for Mickey. and Yeah. Another discussion for another day. Yeah, And the ridiculous but smart thing they do with the vault. <laughs> where they make yeah. something available and then you can't get it until they make it available again. Yeah. But luckily they're coming to Netflix. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so they're doing their live action remake thing, which what a freaking monopoly Disney is at this point. What yeah. A conglomerate. I mean they freaking have Star Wars, they've got Marvel, they've got Pixar, they've got their own monster shit. <laughs> like, uh, even the movie we talked about last episode, The Finest Hours, was Disney. Yeah, it's strange because we just were talking about Mickey. That is their golden boy, but when's the last time you've seen Mickey in anything? Or maybe you've seen <laughs> I've seen it all the time. A kid, but it's the I'm just saying, Mouse like, major anything. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, even when we were kids, Mickey wasn't like. I mean, Mickey's huge don't get me wrong 
but yeah, yeah, you could almost make the argument these days that Mario is more impactful on children than as an image. Yeah, especially with the new uh, iOS game coming out. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo thinking outside the box. <laughs> they got to. They're so weird of a company. They think so far outside the box that the most obvious stuff is just like crazy to them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, The Wii, but then, yeah, they can't. Yeah, I still remember that guy saying like, online gaming, that's not what people want. (laughs) That's all people want these days. (laughs) I mean, it's not what I want. I mean, he's right if he's talking about me specifically, but... Yeah, but being a successful company, it's just weird. Yeah. It's amazing they have make such great games because otherwise there, there's no reason they should be a company as big as they are. Yep. But uh, a perfect match, I think, is Apple and Nintendo. Like They're kind of both very similar. They're, like, they're very similar in companies. Surprised they haven't come together on something before this. Yeah. I think that's, to be honest with you, is Apple's kind of greedy. Apple wants to own every market that they're in. Yeah. In a way, yep. even though they don't really own any, that maybe phones, but they just they have a very loyal fan base. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm an app. Well, at least iPhone. I don't have Apple or anything else, but I've only had an iPhone since I got my first one, like uh, four or five years ago. And actually, we're recording this a week before it gets released. But tomorrow, the iPhone Seven comes out, and I pre-ordered it, and I'll be getting it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's my first uh, new phone. I had the 5S, which I got. Oh, well, that's that's worth it. Three years that's, ago. I, <laughs> yeah. It blows my mind that people upgrade that oh, every year. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wait like but two or three years. But I, I generally tend to lean towards things that are more open source, even though I'm not like a coder or nothing. I just, I usually like being able to do whatever I want to do with anything I own. Yeah. And Microsoft is actually going this route a lot more. They were, with Windows 10, it was like kind of going to be closed, and then they realized that was a pain in the ass. So now. See, I see the appeal of that, but I'm a kind of guy like, I need the direction. Just, <laughs> I want to follow your rules. Like, even, like, I've been writing for this website, Baltimore Sports and Life, which I've been promoting, but, like, when it's just left to my own devices, I can never think of anything to write. I'm I like I need the direction. Like, hey, how about an, here's an idea to do this? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I could see. Uh, and Apple do make decent products. I just always felt they were overpriced, and people. It, it, Apple is a bit culty. Oh, for sure. One way or the for other. Sure. And but. I cannot stand cell phone companies. They yeah. ha- like all at once. They all just happen to decide to get rid of the two-year upgrade with a one-time fee, and now it's like twenty-seven dollars a month for two years. Like you have to pay full price for the phone. Like it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, and then advertising unlimited data, and then they throttle your connection. Yep. After a minute amount of data is used, and yeah, because yeah. I remember cr- I used to have Cricket, and they had the unlimited data, but it wasn't like. It's not like I use 500 gigabytes and then they throttled it. It's like if you use more than two gigabytes in an hour or something like that, it was like a time limit kind of throttle. And that was really obnoxious, even though the yeah. service was otherwise okay. Yeah, and that's what I got to deal with that. But I guess they're all doing it, so it's not like I can switch and get, you know, like yeah. they all do the same thing at you, the same time. It's ridiculous. You really end up never having much of a choice, even though they yeah. make it out to be that you do. Yep. <laughs> and the bills just balloon for like, literally, I've been on the same plan for so long. When I first started, the plan was $165 a month for three lines. I've same discount, same everything. Just four years later, it's 190 bucks a month. Just for yeah. the little t- taxes and fees and shit like that. And I also don't like, uh, I got to use a Windows phone for a little while and I actually really enjoyed it. And then I realized... Like, there wasn't a lot for it. Not that I use a lot of apps and stuff, but, like, what really brought it home was I heard this video game developer talk about making, like, how they make the iOS and Android versions of games and apps. He said it would literally be cheaper 
if they just everyone with a Windows phone, if they just bought them an iPhone and sent it to them, then it would be <laughs> to develop an app for Windows. Jesus. But yeah. it's all so, changing. Yeah, I'm excited to get my iPhone seven. I don't know. Like, I'm sure for me it'll be a huge difference because I'm like three years back in the cycle. But I don't know how much of an upgrade it is from just the six or whatever. But um, the headphone things, I'm I'm a little worried about. Yeah. Five hour charge on little headphone pieces that will probably get lost. But at least there's the adapter. Yeah. I mean, I I can see arguments on both sides with everything, but I think eventually they're going to make like a 7S or something like that, and it'll probably have a headphone jack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least Apple is adaptable. Like, if there's enough outcry about something, I think they could go back on something. I don't know. My general understanding is the lightning port is actually amazing. Like, there is next to zero latency between it. Like, you can make, like, I saw one thing where you could uh, connect tablets to the side of your, like, notebook and use them as second screens, like you could with a desktop. Oh, cool. With a lightning and some and with high-end, like, speakers and stuff. I don't know. It's really quick. That's cool. But apparently, if you want, like, a 4K display, you need something like a lightning cable. Yeah. But I don't know. It's still a pain in the it. ass. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's get to the movie at hand. The Jungle Book. Uh, you know the story. Mowgli, I'll tell you anyway, the Mowgli is left in the woods. He's raised by wolves. And eventually as he's getting older, they say, we need to get this kid back to his own kind before he burns down or, and kills us all, burns down the forest. Yeah, so uh, like a, that's the big difference uh, animals see in humans in this is they have, what do they call it, the red flower or something, yeah, which is fire. The red flower. That's what separates. Yeah, the humans ability from them. to make and and control the red flower. Um, so yeah, so basically it's like a road trip movie with, uh, what's the panther's name? It starts with the B. The Jeez, f- I can't remember any of these people's Vega, names. Or, <laughs> Something like that. And uh, Baloo basically help him get back to uh, his village, or a village. And then you have Shere Khan, the villainous tiger who just wants to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) And he crosses paths with a bunch of people like the snake and uh, the monkeys, the orangutans. Yeah. Chimpanzees. Yeah, so they go through a lot. Yeah, and does I'm foggy on the uh, cartoon. Is the story really even the same? It's not exactly the same because don't I? I could be wrong. Isn't there humans play a part actually in the story in the Jungle Book? Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of a different retelling or something could like be, that. But because I don't, I don't think there's. Too much. I thought eventually he was like found, and then it was a part where he has to like kind of get away. Or I, I don't know. I've watched this movie a million times when I was young. Yeah, yeah. So if you rewatch it, it's crazy. It's super short. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. It flies by. What's the the only one I've gone back to really watch is uh, Robin Hood. Which is weird See, how much it, it comes back to you oh, yeah. like when you don't remember any of this stuff. But oh, I remembered God, every scene, every yep. everything. It's trippy. Like I did it with American Tale, the Five movie. Oh, I love and this. Like, oh, it, that one holds up. I, I love that movie still. But it's just insane. It's like makes me feel weird because I'm like, Jesus, it feels like, uh, I don't know. It's like something you haven't watched in 15 years, but yet somehow every single beat, like, Brings you flooding back to yeah. first saw it or last. Time. I love those first two movies. What oh, was it? Yeah. Was that Don Bluth? Yep, Don Bluth for sure. Yeah, they, he guy. was killing Disney for a little while. Yeah, did Land Before Time at least the first one or two. Yeah, yeah. I love the first two Five movies. Well, I think first one the third particularly. One. I I like Five Goes West. It's yeah. not as good. As it's very much. I 
it's like Gremlins, Gremlins 2, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles 2. It's like the first one's the more serious and complete movie, but then the second one's more fun and, yeah, lighthearted. I tend, I don't know why, I always seem to like the one that people don't generally, like, I love Turtles 2. Love it. Like, it's just oh, as, yeah, good as the first one to me, but people, it doesn't hold up as well, I and guess. And Gremlins 2, on rewatch, might actually be better than the first Gremlins. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind Turtles 3. Eh, I, I thought it's a, it was a great idea and a great concept that was because Jim Henson it didn't look as good. And this oh, and that, God. But. Rewatch that. Uh, <laughs> no, I have. I, I okay. bought all three of them on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, I do think conceptually it's a great idea. But <laughs> but no, it's by far the weakest. Yeah. Let's count the fourth one, which I've never seen, but I know it's got a girl. Well, I think that was like a made-for-TV thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth watching. <laughs> but anyway, Jungle yes, Book. Yes. Jungle Book. This one I went in like obviously the reviews were great. Uh I went in looking forward to it for sure. I thought the trailer looked great. And it's pretty good. I I enjoyed the movie for sure. Uh looks great. The CGI is incredible. Um yeah. hard to really find fault with anything there. Like you said it even meshes with the live action pretty well. I just, I like the movie a lot. I just wish Mowgli wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah, to be I, honest, I don't know. It, he's not the thing that bothered me. I thought the CGI, the movie was good. The CGI was amazing. Like the whole look and everything was great, but it didn't fit to me. Like, I personally didn't like a real, a extremely realistic looking bear and panther talking too much. See. I, after yeah. the movie, I mean, the farther I went in the movie, the less I kind of cared, but I don't know. It's just, maybe just a personal preference. It just yeah. didn't. I, I'd rather they would have went a little bit stylistic, and that would have been a little bit more enjoyable for me. It threw me a little bit at first, but I I didn't mind it. That wasn't a problem for me. I actually thought, like, uh, Idris Elba as Shere Khan was pretty awesome. And uh, I thought Scarlett, jo- Scarlett Johansson, uh, she worked pretty well as the snake. Uh, that was an interesting take from where the snake was voiced in the first one. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I liked this. I like. I would like this better if it was a more serious, darker, like Ice Age, where it's following animal characters. But I don't know. Like, this kid. I don't know if he just can't act or if he can't act against CGI. Terrible. This is the worst of the worst when it comes to kid actors for me. Yeah, but I did think of that the whole movie. I was like, man, this little kid's running around with nothing around him. Oh, it's got to be tough. But at that point, why not CGI a kid? Like CGI Mowgli and use like uh, like a young, like an older actor who could sound young to voice it. I, I don't know. And I think I agree with you. Like, I think why I didn't like the realistic animals, even though it all looks incredible, is because I thought it should have been, like, a darker, more serious story if that was the route they took. Mm-hmm. And if it, it, which it wasn't, I thought it, it would have been a little cooler, just be a little more stylized. I, not that this isn't stylized, but it's hyper-realistic. It's yeah. not like... They obviously probably use Pixar's technology and know-how but it's not it's not the look of it whatsoever yeah. it doesn't have like a kitty look it's like a national geographic <laughs> yeah. but i could see how kids would like it though like oh absolutely i i definitely thought through the movie that if i was a kid i probably would like this i thought even though like usually when you have a uh, high-profile voice cast, like, with stars, it doesn't work as well because you're like, oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. But yeah. I actually thought it worked pretty well here. I actually liked the voice cast and thought it lended a uh, certain credence to just – or some gravitas to the performances. I don't know if it makes sense, but it worked for me. Yeah, I thought uh, whatever they got – whoever did the Panther. Was it uh, – let me look it up. Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba's Shere Khan was great. It was amazing, yeah. He was the only voice I really thought fit. Yeah, Ben Kingsley was Bagheera. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Scarlett Johansson was Ka. Christopher Walken was King Louis. Bill Murray was Baloo. I liked Christopher Walken, actually, because I could tell that it was him, but I wasn't 100% sure. Because uh, there's really only one person that sounds like that, but... I don't know. I, I He wasn't, like, over over the top. Yeah, not too much. Uh, the one thing that was a little bit, like, out of place was this. There's... Like the first one's like a, like a traditional Disney half musical half animation thing. This like throws in that's a song or two like out of nowhere, and it just comes like a music video and doesn't really fit. Yeah. So I mean, like I thought it was cool on its own, but as far as integrating with the movie, it didn't work super well. Yeah, uh, that's the whole. I don't know if all kids' movies have that still, but I just think that's a bit dated at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I sound. I feel like I'm sounding way more down on the movie than I actually was. It's actually. I mean, it's not super long. I I enjoyed it the whole way through. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, like the relationship between the kid and the wolves, and like just the animal kingdom aspect of it all, and just basically the look of it. I just really enjoyed the way it looked. Basically. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I. I can't really think of a lot of things to put down with this movie, but there was something about it that I didn't. I should love this movie, I guess, in a way. It was well-paced. Yeah. looked good. It was... I was never bored. Yeah. Or, like, wanting the movie to end or anything like that. But at the same time, something just wasn't there for me. And as bad... Even as bad as the, the lead was, like... It didn't super affect it too much. Like, I think this could have been a great movie if it was better performed or if he just even wasn't there for some reason. I guess it's a different movie then, but... Yeah. But, I don't know. Like, I still... I would still recommend it, especially if you have kids. But, um... It is crazy they got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That seems a little high to me, but... I guess... I'm giving it a passing grade, so I guess... Can't be too surprised. Like, even though... Most cynical people probably say it's still pretty good. Yeah, I feel like Disney kind of gets past some movies like this sometimes if they're not horrible. Yeah, like, great for kids. Like can't, but at the same, I agree. It's we're having a hard time finding something bad to say about it. Yeah, I guess because like probably feel the same way when you ch- when you play it safe. I guess it's easier to get a higher percentage of just yeah. approval, whereas. <laughs> Some people, you take a risk and it can really backfire, or it could be something special, but, yeah. yeah there's nothing controversial about the movie, so, I mean... No. No. But I guess, though, like, I was reminded of uh, Lion King a little bit, when... Yeah. Like, uh, Shere Khan almost reminded me of Scar from The Lion King, and then... Um, I guess Bagheera and the father wolf or whatever, who he kills, kind of remind me of like a little bit of of the Mustafa and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was started like I was trying to think of the Jungle Book while I'm watching this movie, and I kept getting scenes from The Lion King mixed <laughs> into my memory. So there's a part where he's running from the tiger with the water buffalo into that. Like, yeah, pit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like thinking like, oh, the elephant graveyard's next or something. Like <laughs> yeah. That. And like, wait, so maybe, uh, not necessarily saying I want this done, but I maybe want it the done. Lion King would fit a lot better with this. I want it done. Uh, see, that's that would be the Jungle Book without Mowgli. This is what I need. You just do it like a super realistic, darker toned version of the Lion King with all these super realistic CGI animals. Could be cool with the great voice cast, yeah. It would be cool. It's bound to happen. It's those movies interest me though because they seem to have heavier subjects than they're usually willing to put in children's movies these days. Or I, maybe they're coming out of that a bit. But like The Lion King is pretty heavy in the beginning. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, some major de- spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it. You should slap yourself. But <laughs> I think I saw Lion King like four times in the movie theaters. One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't mind remakes if you're going for something different, and I think this would be different enough. 
I don't know. And it's also like the original will always be there. And now you're introducing it to another younger audience. I don't have a problem with what they're doing. Yeah. Especially I if they're going to continue to be good. You know, Remake is just starting to have a, a bad... It's becoming like a Yeah, bad the word. problem is that there's so many that it's replacing originality as a whole. But Yeah. I mean, that's what... Pretty much that's what indie movies are for now. <laughs> like, blockbusters yeah. are going to be remakes and sequels, and then indie movies are going to be where you can get a really good original. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time, because... I don't know. Movies and, and games alike, there's a lot bigger indie scene. So there's a lot more movies and a lot more games coming out. So sometimes we think that there's not as many good movies, but if you really think about it, the it's quality just of movies so is just so much better than it used to be. <clears throat> yeah. And like it's especially just so when many you talk about the summer blockbuster, like how you, bad those movies really actually used to be. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like just look at the number of movies released in, say, 1994, and then look at the number of movies released this year or last year when all is said and done it's like double or triple easily yeah so of course there's going to be more mediocre stuff I don't know I still love movies that's why we do this podcast yeah <laughs> always interesting yeah and we're getting into the fall now where it's really there's pretty much interesting there's definitely more original stuff this time of year than any other time of year so it's a good oh, time yeah. it's a good time I, I'm starting to love the fall the more I I used to the fall used to be my least favorite because the leaves would fall off and I hate winter yeah like I hate the cold and it would just depress me so much because I was like oh man it's gonna be freezing and but also because it rains and it's cold yeah but now yeah. that I'm getting older like all the good movies all the good games the holidays come around TV the holidays are stressful but when you're yeah. not in the holidays, you like thinking about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely fall is the best season. Cause and football <laughs> and all that stuff. Just everything that comes to the season is pretty cool. But Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's always the best when it's a change of a season, almost. Yeah. It's like, because then it's the end of one thing and the start of something else. So it's like... At least from just put everything like if it's a TV season, like the finales is always exciting and the premieres are always the most exciting. It's always yeah. the middle of the season that it's like you're kind of just waiting for something to happen. The only thing that does actually really suck for me, though, is I have allergies and for some reason I only get them at the change of seasons. See, I'm like I get really bad for some reason. <laughs> I used to not have allergies and now I just have them all the time. It's just gotten to that point, so yeah. I don't know. Getting old, you kind of <laughs> you kind of start to understand why the grumpy old men just grumbling on the porch about everything. You know, the, yeah. the more you experience it, the more it's just like annoying and frustrating. But I try to get past that. Yeah, hear you. I just realized we never gave a rating for Captain America: Civil War on our last episode. Did we really? Yeah, I would gave it. If you're if you listen to that and we're wondering, I would probably give it, a, <laughs> give it a awesome. nine out of ten. Nine I love ten. that movie. Check out that review. Wow. Seven and a half. Solid seven. Alright. And how about We haven't rated this movie either. Yeah, I know. That's what prompted my thought on that. Uh, what would you give the Jungle Book? Two thousand sixteen. A light seven. Alright, I give it a solid seven and a half out of ten. Like, Fair. thought it definitely could could have been better, but it was still very enjoyable, and I would recommend it. So, there's that. Now, my favorite part, it sounds like our favorite part of the movie was Idris Elba's performance as Shere Khan. So, that'll bring us into our top five Idris Elba movies, which, I mean, he hasn't been in a ton of stuff. No, but... but picks good stuff. Yeah. I definitely have enough... For top five, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> What's your number five? Number five is Thor. Alright. Because. <laughs> because Bob picked it for yeah, yeah. before the start of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It was between Mandela and Thor, so if I'm wrong, let me know. But I don't really remember too much of either. It's almost like he's a mix between TV and movie guy, and like his iconic stuff is iconic, but... Yeah, I he's mean, had a couple long runs on TV, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Don't want to say, because it's probably... Yeah, well, I mean, I know the one that matters, but there's another... What's Luther? Luther? Luther. Yeah. I've heard good things about that show. Yeah, me too. Plus, I mean, I've seen, like, 14 of his movies. Like, he's he's been in some bad movies, even though he's a re- he's obviously a really good actor. Yeah. He just hasn't had all the roles he's needed. Yeah, I think I've seen him in more than I think, because I do remember I only used to recognize him from that show. <laughs> and I would see him in something and be like, oh, man. He's in this. That's awesome. Like, but I couldn't tell you what it was. So anyway, what's your number five? My number five is see. I had a interesting time putting this list together. Where like two movies I left off were Avengers: Age of Ultron. That would have probably cracked the top five, but he had such a brief cameo in that movie that I almost can't even count it. Yeah. And the Jungle Book, which we just reviewed, and I tried not to put that movie in a list if I can help it so yeah. my number five is Finding Dory movie that came out this year from Pixar sequel to Finding Nemo he played a, a voice of a of a character obviously <laughs> must have uh, and no, he's, he's been he's a live action <laughs> and he's been fisherman the last couple of years actually just this year he had three uh, voices in animated movies he does have a great voice, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Finding Dory, I didn't love the movie, but I'm sure we might review it at some point. I'll get more into it, but it's solid. I mean, it's not as good as Finding Nemo, but it's a solid movie. And, uh, yeah, it's my number five. Sweet. My number four is a movie that I don't 100% remember him being in. I do, actually, but not when I first saw it. It's American Gangster. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I don't know if he had a huge part. I think he was like a son of Denzel or something like that. He gets shot in the head. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Denzel's having like breakfast with his family. He sees him out the window and he says, I'll be right back. Just walks up to him and shoots him in the head. Oh, yeah. He comes back and starts eating his waffles. <laughs> yeah, that's coming back to me now. That's actually an awesome scene in that movie. But, yeah. A movie that's a little overrated, but solid. Yeah. A movie I want to like more than I actually do like it. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, my number four is a sequel to 28 Days Later. It's 28 Weeks Later, which I thought was the lesser film of that duo. But I've heard both are good, though. They are. Both are definitely good. It's just a completely different tone. Like The first one's much more horror, like... Uh, serious just it's Danny Boyle and it has an awesome like just vision to it in a tone and the second one's more just your typical blockbusterization of that uh, it's almost more like World War Z tone uh, to it okay. but still good for sure and uh, I was, I'm still waiting for the third of the trilogy 28 months later uh, I just I don't know I think it's a cool concept and it's definitely a good movie it's got Jeremy Renner um, good cast, and it's well made. So yeah, it's number yeah, four. Sounds cool. Number three is a movie that should have or was supposed to have a sequel, didn't. Then the director started making crappy movies. Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller. Which is probably the my least favorite of those Guy Ritchie films, but I still liked it. it I've only seen it once. I've pretty foggy on what it's exactly about but I remember it was kind of set up to have a sequel and it obviously never happened but yeah, still I, a fun flick kind of like uh, more like Lock Stock or Snatch compared to his other movies yeah uh, yeah I've seen it I remember nothing about it other than Fandy Newton isn't it is that her name yeah uh, she's appealing but, um, 
Yeah, remember absolutely zero about the movie, except I thought it was just okay. Yeah, there's something about this rock and roller guy is kind of going AWOL, like Kurt Cobain style, and they're not sure if he's dead or alive. He's definitely alive. And he's into <laughs> this and that. And it has something to do with real estate, too. I, don't, I can't remember. I really can't. I'm trying. <laughs> not the worst film. I think I, if I remember right, I would have given it like a maybe a late seven six and a half yeah I was probably in a six range myself so I my number three is Prometheus the sci-fi film ooh totally forgot about that make that your number five (laughs) yeah it's now my number five (laughs) done (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's it yeah I love it Oh, yeah, Prometheus. Um, we've talked about it quite a bit on here. It's showed up on some lists. It's, I think it's both underrated and overrated at the same time, almost. It's not a great movie, but it's really solid sci-fi movie. has a lot to really like about it. It's almost yeah. got, It's got great moments. It's got terrible moments. But I think overall, it's very good. Michael Fassbender is the best part. But yeah, plenty going amazing. on. Plenty going on on that one. Yeah, Definitely I- interested in the sequel. I understand why people don't like it in some sense, but I don't understand why they hate on it so much. I yeah. think that's sort of part of the reason I like it so much in a way. It's like, you're idiots. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost, not a bad movie. It's not quite here, but it's almost interstellar territory where it's like, at least it's going for stuff. And it gets yeah. there on a lot of it. So, I like it. But Yeah, agreed. Number two. So my number two might surprise you a bit. My number two is The Wire. Where he plays Stringer Bell. Yeah, I thought that'd be your number one. Um, yeah, that's the surprising part about it. <laughs> uh, by far, my favorite show. I think it's really, without question, the best show ever made. And he plays one of the best characters in maybe the best show ever made. So it's actually, uh, I saw an interview with him. He said he didn't. He tried to not play people like Stringer Bell, like even though he was basically given the keys to be typecast in any movie he wanted, as long as he played someone like that. Yeah. And I don't know, he's sort of like he did such a good job with it that he didn't want to replicate it or try to. But The Wire is amazing. Stringer Bell is one of the most complex characters, second most complex character maybe, in an extremely complex drama about real life in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you really need to go out yep. watch it now. Every time you bring it up, I get more and more embarrassed that I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've only yeah. seen it. I, I'm really interested to see how you like it because I haven't watched it in a long time. I can't remember how well it holds up. Yeah, it's just hard for me because like, if I didn't have kids, it would definitely be a show I'd be watching just like a little bit over time when I get home from work, just when I got time. But when the kids are awake, I can't do it. And then when they're asleep, it's time for me and my wife to watch the shows we watch together. So it's definitely tough right now. But You should maybe try to watch uh, The Corner first. Yeah, I remember. The Corner is what made The Wire, essentially. It's a mini-series about one family in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool, gritty style. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... Definitely, it's like the godfather of TV for me. It took me so long to finally watch the Godfather trilogy, so I will get around to it. Yeah. I will definitely get around to it, but it will probably be a while, so I will continue to be embarrassed every time you bring it up. Well, whatever. you got that to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. And I still need to see um, Band of Brothers, too. I definitely want to check that out. Oh, my God, that's a... That's what I'm upset about. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, oh, are you going to watch um, Westworld, which premieres in a couple weeks? Yeah, I've been... Uh, a new... Is it in October? October 4th, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, psyched to check that out, yeah, actually. We'll definitely talk about that once it airs. Love that big new HBO show premiere. Yeah. But... Uh, all right. Yeah, my number two is another movie that 
Idris Elba voice acted in an animated movie this year. It's Zootopia, the movie we were supposed to review but never got around to. <laughs> it's a uh, it's really good animated movie from Disney. You guessed it. Um, just smarter than you would think just from looking at the trailer or the preview or the poster even. like It's really well done. It's smart. It's funny. But it's not amazing. I'm not trying to overhype it, but it's yeah. just super, super pleasant. Like Kids love it, and it's definitely easy to watch it with your kids. And it's almost like Lego movie escorts. It moves at a good pace, and you don't mind that your kids are watching it because you're enjoying it at the same time. So, yeah, one of the better animated movies of the year for sure, if not the best. Yeah, I'll have to suck it up and watch that. Maybe we'll just sneak it in one of the episodes or yeah, something. Yeah, wonder what else we watched or something, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. My number one, Beast of No Nation. Same here. Because I got to admit, like, I remember we watched the trailer and being like, wow, that looks awesome. Or we talked about it, whatnot. But for whatever reason, I did not watch this movie when it first came out. And it took you being like... Gotta review this, this shit. <laughs> amazing. You have to watch this. But I definitely was one of those people who was like, well, it is a Netflix movie. How, like, amazing could it be? Yeah, that stigma's gone. Because yeah, that's, I'm never thinking like that again. <laughs> I, I feel horrible for this movie in the sense it didn't really win anything, though. Because yeah, I think it definitely deserved better than it got. But at the same time, I mean, I still think it moved the needle as far as, even though it didn't like get many, if any, awards nominations. Like, it was in the running, and I think in the future, movies like this. Yeah, it it's get sort of like of a, a necessary evil that had to happen. Like yeah, this, I think so. This and, film had to kind a lot of people, fall on that. A lot of people didn't like it as much as we did, but. Yeah, I loved it. I definitely thought it was fantastic. Loved the yeah, director, man. loved the acting, everything about it. It looked incredible. It has Especially with children, man. Like Yeah, it's effective. Like we were talking about with Jungle Book. That's really easy to mess up, I guess. But Yeah, how about if uh this kid was freaking Mergly, he would have freaking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I would have watched it three times by now. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah, like if they had a bad kid actor in this role, it probably would have ruined the whole thing. So, well, I can't, I'm forgetting his name. I knew it at one point because he was in the running for some Oscar stuff, but yeah. I hope he starts, I want to see him at least in another movie to see if like this was a one-time thing where it was just the perfect fit or if he's actually like a super good actor, which I think he might be. His yeah. name is Abraham Abraham Atta, and that kid is incredible, and so yeah. so is Idris Elba. I mean, that, he's an awesome villain. Yeah, and I think it says a lot to his credit that he's he's actually not in as much as the movie as you would kind of think, or even you remember. Yeah. I mean, he is, but he isn't. But it's definitely not from his perspective. It's from the kid's perspective. So. Yeah, he's sort of from afar, even though he does kind of like the main character more than most, but... Yeah, in many ways, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah, that's my number one for sure. Definitely check out our review of that, and check out our Tournament of Champions from earlier this year. That's not what we <laughs> called it, but... <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing episode. I love <laughs> yeah, doing that. Probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. I don't know how it came across auto, like on the audio, but it was a ton of fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I got some movies I watched. If, do you have anything? I don't know if you do. Um, no, I don't think I do, actually. All right. Yeah, see, I'm still... I haven't actually watched that many movies lately, but we haven't done a What Else We Watched in a while, so I got some stuff from back in the day. All right. Watched... Uh, the Phenom. This is a movie I heard about on Film Spotting. Uh, a very serious and a little pretentious, in my opinion, podcast. But they're they're doing their thing. They do a good job over there. And but usually they when they they have this thing called the Golden Brick nominees, where they pick like five or six movies by the end of the year, 
that they think are like underseen, underrated movies that like they want to promote and think that they're some of the year's best. And this is one of them. And it's a a movie about a baseball player, a young baseball player pitcher who is struggling at the major league level because well he's got he's a phenom he's got all the talent in the world but he just can't focus he he's like walking a lot of guys and basically goes back there's flashbacks he's like seeing a psychiatrist and the movie's basically about him and dealing with the psychiatrist and like trying to figure out like what's going on and it seems like his daddy issues like his dad pushed him super hard his entire life and all this stuff and it sounded like as they're saying this I'm like wow I need to watch this movie as soon as possible and then I watch it and it was boring (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really like it that much I mean like I could see the value of it it's a super slow burn and maybe just because I'm such a baseball fan it didn't really connect with me yeah I would have thought it would be the opposite with you where you're such a baseball fan you'd be like you'd want to like it so much yeah I did want to like it but I'm like Ah, I was just bored, like, for the most part. I didn't hate it. That sucks. But, I mean, it's it's technically a good movie. It just didn't work for me. Five and a half out of ten. Um, actually, I, I can think of one movie I did yeah. watch. Go for Jim it. Carrey, I Love You, Philip Morse. Seen it, love it. I mean, not love it, but it's really good. <laughs> it was a really... I did not expect to, like, end up liking that movie so much. It's... Yeah, it's a very good movie. It's very much like a, or I guess Pain and Gain's more like that, where it's such a crazy true story that they pretty much kind of got to like almost remind you that this actually happened for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's Hollywooded up and whatever, oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sake of story, but but it's him and you and McGregor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's funny shit. Yeah. It is very funny, and not the kind of humor you would think from Jim Carrey. For no. Turns out I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like all the little thoughts he has throughout the... Uh, His wife movie, walks like, in on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. When he moves to Miami, and he's just like living how he's supposed... To, he thinks the gay people are supposed to live. He's like, being gay is really expensive. Yeah. And I wasn't about to, like, change my lifestyle. <laughs> I became yeah. calm, man. Yeah, it's definitely just interesting the whole. I, I don't want to ruin it for people, but the whole end game in the, I guess, the story is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't. I'm, if you you just watched it and liked it, then I'm sure it holds up. But I remember liking it. I was, thought it was like a pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah, I'd always heard it was one of those movies that some people like really love. And always said it was underrated. Yeah, but honestly, I thought I always got this movie and uh, thank you for smoking. I, I just assumed it was the same movie for some reason. <laughs> thank you for smoking, Morris. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Definitely but yeah, I, I like that movie movies. as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, I love Jim Carrey. Like, he's just so charismatic. I wish he would. Like, even when he's in terrible movies, he's usually the best part. Like in Kick Ass Two. Like, I wish he would do more movies like this where he's taking a chance on something and doing something a little different. Yeah, I don't understand what he does. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> but he likes doing that that shtick yeah. type thing. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good Good, uh, good pool there. Uh, I watched Jane Got a Gun. I think we... I started watching this, Yeah, actually. Um... We, I think we did a uh, pre-judgment day on this back earlier this year. Good it's a cast. Western with um, Natalie Portman. Uh, yeah, it's definitely got a solid cast. Is it, uh, Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton, yes. Um, uh, unfortunately, much. I mean, this is a movie about Jane, whose husband is like killed, and she wants to get revenge or whatever, and. Or I don't know if the husband's killed, but he's definitely laid up. He got shot like four times or so. Yeah, for me, like, there's definitely good elements to this movie. I liked what it was going for, but again, it was just boring. (laughs) I I know that's like the easiest and worst critique to make about why you didn't like something, but it was just a little too dull for me. Um, I don't know, just 
wasn't clicking. Wasn't clicking. I saw about half, and the gist I got is it seemed like it would have been more interesting if they started kind of at the end or where it was in the beginning and then showed their past and then kind of summed it up. Yeah, a little bit more than. I mean, again, it seemed like they were the opposite way. It's not a bad movie. It just like I, I fell asleep, so I mean, that's why <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the whole movie. Yeah, it's like some movies. I like that slow burn, and that's what makes it even better. Like slow the, west, baby. Slow, oh well, yeah, slow west, uh, or the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's super slow. Like, but that's a risk. Like, if it doesn't connect with you right away, then it's going to be a slog. And that's yeah. kind of what happened here. Still, it was well made, but five and a half out of ten again for me. Yeah, I'll probably go and finish it eventually, but I'm not in a rush to do so. Yeah, it's not like Jane got a gun to your head or anything. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I watched Serendipity. This was like a uh, early two thousands John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale romantic comedy. Uh, yeah, I heard about it this before. Very enjoyable. Uh, really? Just again, like most of my movie selections these days, it was just I'm at home with the kids, got to put something on that's not rated R, and this was in my queue, so I said, "All right, put it on," and enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And thought it was very cute, very charming movie. Um, what was the, it's like? I was in, when I was watching it, I was comparing it to another movie I loved but it was like a much lesser version of that I cannot remember what movie that was now should have wrote it down but yeah it's, hindsight <laughs> yeah it's like a movie where uh, John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale they just happen to meet like at a Macy's trying to buy the same gloves or something just a chance meeting and then it turns into is it fate? Oh, I guess I was thinking like the before series, before sunrise, before sunset, uh, before midnight, but like the much sillier, zanier, lesser version of it. But mm. uh, and it's just like they go ahead in time, and they're both getting mar- about to get married to someone else, and then they see each other, or they're trying to find each other again, and it's like, of course, you know what's going to happen, but it's actually pretty like has pretty funny moments. Some laugh All right, so here's my issue with this movie. Why is Kate Beckinsale even making eye contact with John Cusack? <laughs> Fair enough. He's not even that good of an actor. Uh, I'm not a big John Cusack fan. No. Big fan of his sister, though, who is Sheila Shameless. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pretty good. Uh, see, like, I'm with you. John Cusack is uh, layman's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, you see his bad stuff, and you're like, how does this guy keep getting work? But then, when you've seen the good stuff, like you're like, oh, okay, this is why they keep trying to find this magic again, but it's just not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I don't hate him, but it, anymore, pretty much if he's in a movie, he's the budget actor, because the movie wasn't panning out the way yeah. or something. Like, he's really good in this. He's good in Say Anything and High Fidelity. And I think there was one more. But, like, yeah, I'm pretty much with you, but he had his moment. He had his time in the sun. And, and even, like, an actor like Ethan Hawke, who's, like, a guy that can either be super good or just not very good at all. Just depends. Yeah. So, yeah, I gave us, like, a heavy 7 out of 10. It was just, it was a fun little romp, I guess. Nice. I uh, watched Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, God. I'm sure. I don't know. If we're doing a full review of this at some point or not, but maybe we shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. It's certainly not good. I heard nothing but horrible things about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why did they do this? Definitely more Terminator Genesis than Jurassic World. Even though Jurassic World is no like slam dunk either. But Yeah. Um, I still can't believe how well that movie did. Yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah, don't rush out to see Independence Day Resurgence unless we review it. Then rush out. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, watched Ratchet and Clank, the movie. 
heard iffy things about this. Yeah, we can move on. It's a four out of ten. It's not, it's based off the video game. It's it doesn't look good. Which it's is like, weird. It's a beloved video game. People really like that game. For and apparently the movie just didn't do anything right. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. It looks like cutscenes from a Ratchet and Clank video game just spliced together. Like <laughs> vision. Like it's the budget. For an animated movie, you can tell it's super low because it doesn't look good. Yeah. And that, for an animated movie, that's where it starts, and not much else is great about it either. So, yeah, definitely avoid that if you can. It's like a half-assed attempt, essentially. Oh yeah, for sure. Trying gotcha. to cash in on that name value, which wow, video game. Well, it's interesting. There's a, a Final Fantasy 15 Kingsglaive came out, and that's got like Aaron Paul as a voice actor. And that it's literally cutscenes. <laughs> well, the movie, it's separate from the whatever. I guess it sets up the next Final Fantasy. And it's got decent reviews, like action movie type reviews, where it's like it's a fun ride. It's, yeah. But it, the production quality isn't great. So I don't know. It's interesting that they're even trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, still yet to be a real good uh, video game adaptation. So yeah. let's go we'll Assassin's, Creed. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's <laughs> Creed. All right, I got two more. Um, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Watch that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, this is the sequel to Neighbors. Uh, this time, uh, Zach Efron and company are gone, and a sorority moves next door, um, led by Chloe Grace Moretz. And, uh, yeah, it's not that much worse than the first one. I enjoyed the first one. I didn't think it was amazing, but I could probably give it like a seven and a half. And this one I give like a seven. Slightly worse, but it's almost like twenty two jump street to neighbors is twenty one jump street. It's same idea, still funny. Uh try it is a little more original than you would expect, but still like no reason for it to be made. Yeah, I actually thought the second one looked like it was better than the first one, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I like preview wise. Yeah. Zach Efron is he's <laughs> continuously underrated? Like this yeah, guy. Yeah, I was going to say I was, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a I, fan I too. I like him in pretty much everything he's in. He's the next Channing Tatum in my mind. Like <laughs> he's a guy who got shit early in his career, but he's actually both funny and charismatic and a good actor. Yeah. Like he's great in this, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's definitely, if you're looking for a comedy to put on, you could definitely do worse. So, And the last thing I watched was a movie called Victoria that came out last year. And the, the thing... About the for, Queen? <laughs> no, not at all. The, the, uh, the trick, the, the gimmick for this movie was that it was filmed all in one take. Two and a half hours, all in one take. Uh, what? I think, yeah, I think I read that like they tried it five times, and if they they were gonna uh, say the hell with it and quit if they didn't get it on the fifth try, and they uh, they got it on the fifth try. It's huh. the longest one take, and literally one, not spliced, not no editing. It's literally all one take. It's one night. It's this woman who I think she's hmm, I think she's from Sweden or something and she's in a, in Germany she's got work there she's like not a mischievous person but she's out at a club and it basically just follows her meeting these guys uh, in Germany and like just hanging out with them late at night and then it turns into something else that's uh, unexpected and uh, I don't know. It's really well done. I mean, obviously, that is impressive with, that they pulled it off. And I mean, it's not like it's all one location. This is follow her, follow them up onto the roof, up over to this place over here. Like, obviously, took some planning. I just two and a half hours. Like, it might have been better just have the same story, but tighten it up. Like, I don't know. Might have been better if it was. I don't know if the gimmick was worth, if the juice was worth the squeeze on that. Yeah. But still cool. Like, I would recommend it. It's worth checking out. Goes places. Uh, I, I like the first half 
better than the second half when it kind of goes off the rails. But a lot of people like the second half better, so I could be just a minority on that. Um, but at the same time, like, there's a sense that something is going to go wrong the whole time, even when she's just hanging out with them. Like, it feels like you never fully understand, are, like, sure of the intentions of these guys and yeah. you're on edge, but pretty cool. I mean, it's a pretty interesting movie, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm so, always, I like Netflix. that people are willing to take chances like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's good performances, so. It's on Netflix, since it, if anyone is interested. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Well, this whole podcast was done in one take, believe it or not. We we did not edit. Yeah. So, we're, we're purists. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. You got anything? Uh, no. Pretty much it for right now. Yeah. So I think we're going to review either the nice guys or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. It'll probably be our next couple episodes right there, if you're down for that. Yes, sir. I love having meetings on there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to email us, you know what to do. The Red Box Report at Yahoo.com. Please follow us on Twitter at The Red Box Report. I'm personally on Twitter at The Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Red Box Reporter. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And find us anywhere where you typically find podcast so we will see you next time and thanks for listening thank you now i'm the king of the swingers oh the jungle vip i've reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me i want to be a man man cub and stroll right into town and be just like the other men I'm tired of walking around. Oh, ooby-doo. I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Talk like you. You see it's true. And it's like me. Can't learn to be human too. Do 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 do
Ba ba da do do da 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 da.